Welcome! I'm Roxanne Spring, your personal midwife after hours, celebrating and promoting wisdom and power in pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Welcome! Today we have the distinct pleasure of having Sin Garcia. She's a mom of four. She's a doula and a birth keeper. She's a lactation counselor and a placenta specialist. She's also the owner and CEO of Treasured Art of Birth, which is an agency that you're just about to hear all about. Thank you for joining us. I know you'll be delighted to hear this interview. Sin Garcia, I am so excited to have you with us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, there's a lot of uh, a lot for us to get to know about you because you are a busy woman and I really yep. appreciate that. Having the opportunity to see what you're up to on the midwife list is exactly what made me want to reach out to you and say, Sin, you need to be on midwife after hours. <laughs> and here you are. So let's start from the beginning. How, okay. how did you come to be a birth worker and what part did midwives play in that? Yeah, so my own experiences is actually what got me into being a doula so i've experienced the c-section two hospital v-backs and a home birth personally and so it's something that really intrigued me and piqued my interest into how to support families and kind of go through um navigating those different environments and different ways of becoming you know getting the birth that you desire so my own experiences is really kind of what got, got me started into this journey. And then it just kind of grew from there. And I just added more as I went along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is one of the most convincing ways to enter into a field is that you've yeah. experienced such power firsthand that you're drawn yeah. into it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So some people actually grow up with, you know, some idea of it. Do you know much about your own birth? I don't. I don't. Um, all I know is that it was, my mom was a teen. She was a teen mom. She had me at a hospital. And that's it. And that was it. <laughs> I was born yeah. on my due date and that was it. <laughs> wow. You're one of those few, huh? You yeah. came right on your due date. Just yeah. <laughs> very, very agreeably. Okay, well, let's begin on how it's unfolded for you. Just tell us about that sequence of the journey and, you know, where you began and where you've come to today. Yeah, so um, I, after my third, it originally is what piqued my interest, but I thought that I did not have the experience to back up what I do. But after my home birth, it was such a healing process for me. And I was like, you know what? I want people to experience this, experience this joy and this like euphoric 
experience. And so it kind of what got me started into um, holistic work. I do, I'm a holistic doula, so I kind of do like the holistic route of things. And then um, I just went from there, I became a placenta specialist, I became a lactation counselor. And then because I just love this field so much, I started um, my journey into student midwifery. <laughs> and so now I'm a student midwife, learning a lot more in how to guide families into a more natural birth process. Um, and now I have, I'm creating an agency of doulas so we can bring compassionate and quality care to families in need um, and just have like this, be on the same page of, of helping families serving the community in that way <laughs> yes it have you found that doulas are much more in the forefront <clears throat> or do you feel like there's still a, a lot of people that are what is a doula there, I feel there are still a lot of people that do not understand or what know or know what a doula really is and does and so that's part of the agency mission is to bring awareness of what a doula can actually help with and how beneficial having a doula in your birth space can be. Um, it, it's just, in some ways, people know more about it, but in other ways, there are still so many that don't understand the role of a doula. Right. And how would you, how would you like to bring and illustrate what the doula's role is and the doula difference. What would you like to, how would you like to describe that for those of us out here that might be tuning in that don't know a thing about it? You get to tell us. And yeah. especially from your viewpoint, maybe after you do that, you can make the distinction of, well, what is a holistic doula? doula? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a distinctive, uh, that has its own distinction. So let's talk yeah. about that. I like to think of a doula as an extra partner in the birth space. So mm -hmm. we're more of the knowledgeable and educated partner in the birth space and we help educate your partner. Um, and so we also provide physical support when it comes to like pain wise and help with, you know, comfort measures, things like that. But we're also emotional support. And I feel like it's very, very important having that extra knowledgeable person in your space so you feel at ease and your mind is in that space that you need it to be when it comes to labor um so yeah and i feel like a lot of people confuse doulas with midwives but they're mm -hmm. so different they work in the same area but so different we we don't do any of the medical stuff we just are there for your emotional support more so um and even if sometimes it can just be holding your hand and that's enough for some, some birthing families. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it being a holistic side of things. So we look more towards like helping you, um, a lot of, if you haven't noticed, there's been a lot of change to home births and a lot of families have been choosing having a home birth versus a hospital birth. Um, and so we bring a lot of more the holistic realm of things where natural, what's the natural process of labor, how to help you get into labor naturally, how to help with that pain management naturally. Um, there's not going to be any medication when you're at home. So we bring like the natural stuff that can help 
aside from medication. We bring comfort measures, we bring, you know, different pressure points, knowing which area to kind of like really relieve that, the pain of the contractions and making it less intense. Mm -hmm. In your agency that you're drawing together, I remember seeing that you had specific requirements. Tell me about that. Well, I speak Spanish and I'm a bilingual doula, so I need to have like a couple more on my team so that way we can serve those communities. Um, because I feel like I get a lot of inquiry for Spanish speaking clients mm -hmm. and I need to have like that, those clients and their needs met. Um, and I also was looking for nannies because a lot of times when we do postpartum support, we only do it for a certain amount of time and then they want a nanny outside of that. And so having those resources can really be beneficial to families and having that extra support can really help them in the recovery time of postpartum. Um, and also because birth workers need doula, uh, need child care. <laughs> so it kind of like can help double as that as well. Mm -hmm. um, with us all having kids and having needing somebody that understands the on-call process when it comes to childcare is really helpful for us in that moment. That is, I, that's brilliant because it's so <laughs> true. You know, you have to make sure that your littles are taken care of while yeah. you're out there assisting these families to yes. have a reservoir or a, a reference at a, at a pool of skilled people that can offer those services both in supporting the families and the children in the families as well as being freed up to do that work is so important. Yeah. I applaud you in that in that mastermind of creating this agency. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's just talk about what how long now have you been a doula? I've been a doula for two and a half years okay. professionally. And what, I'm, what I want to ask you is, can you give us an example of one of the most, I would love to hear both challenging and rewarding, and it could be one and the same, but they could be completely different. Would you like to share those with us? Yeah, so I think the most challenging for me um, was probably an induction. So I was at a, um, birth for an induction and it lost I was there for two days straight um, I didn't really have a chance to go home and rest because of the restrictions that were in play and it's it was rough mm. <laughs> being away from my little ones at that time um, was really rough and I have four little ones so mm. um, they were used to me being at home all the time but I think the most the most challenging in that moment was having to really fight and advocate for my client's rights and what she was wanting and not wanting. And I think at the time they had given her Pitocin and it was causing her some issues that she was having an allergic reaction to, but they weren't listening to her on it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really had to step in and kind of like get the charge nurse for her and let her know, hey, you are able to, you know, take charge of this and fire this nurse if you do not feel heard. Um, and in that moment, I feel like she kind of grasped her rights in that. I guess that was also another rewarding part where she realized I am in charge 
and she ended up firing the nurse that wasn't listening to her, respecting her. And she got, instead of having to get into a C-section, which was something that they were telling her, she still ended up having baby naturally and vaginally. So I guess that was rewarding in itself, too. That is a pretty profound story, and it's an uncommon one. Not uncommon in the fact that there was an induction. Inductions are very common. Yeah. But uncommon in the fact that people's consciousness can be raised to they are the ones that have hired this person. Because it is not presented that way. When you enter into an institution, it's like uh -huh. the institution is the one that gets to say. So yeah. that is one of the important tenets that I want to go out on the air every single time we meet is that you have the power the right, the responsibility to get the care that you are wanting and, yes. and, and surround yourself with the providers that will support you in yes. your choices. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yes. You're able to fire any doctor that even if you have worked with that doctor for your entire pregnancy, if they're not respecting you in that moment in birth, you're able to fire them and get another one. Exactly. And that is, wow. So <laughs> having people realize that they have a voice. Yes. Is something that is so important because we all know that when you are having your baby, you are at the most vulnerable, one of the yeah. most vulnerable points in your life. Yes. And it is right at that point that you need that reminder mm -hmm. that you are not, in fact, in a depowered situation. You yes. Know, I, I love the topic of who is the expert in the room. And there's only one expert on what that person is experiencing, and that is that person. There's no yes. one else that is an expert on what they themselves are experiencing. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, and I don't, I, I don't want to come off with a, a sounding like I'm in a, a militant, but I'm not really, I don't really care how I sound. I really care that that is the message that people receive, is yes. that they have these rights, rights slash responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I heard many years ago now. I, it would be in the five to ten range that in a in Veracruz, Mexico, the people could prosecute for having unnecessary interventions applied. Now, wow, that really got my attention because how often, how often I will just poll you, how often do you <laughs> see something that is actually unnecessary intervention? Quite often, almost every hospital birth that I've been at have been unnecessary, including my own. Without, and then the, the, the real part that is hard for me mm -hmm. is the whole idea that you can't make an informed choice if you don't have the information oh, yeah. to be able to be Correct. equipped to make an informed choice. That is the problem with having 
having you be giving not even the opportunity to to acknowledge that this is a choice. Yes. And one of the experiences I'm seeing, and I've seen it not because of the initials after someone's name. I that is not the point. But I've seen a provider that asked about breaking someone's waters. They said no, and they did it anyway. Yes, that's happened. That happened to me actually. <laughs> So yes, that's why I say my experience really has brought me into it because I have experienced my own traumatic births. So mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. and I feel as somebody who has been through some trauma in life, that is something that we as doulas should advocate for in that space and step in when we feel like they're being violated. There is the flip side of that because you are absolutely right. You're there as an advocate. Are you treated with respect across the board universally? Not, it's, it's changing I feel mm -hmm. right now, it's changing, but there have been many times where I have not been respected as a doula. Mm -hmm. And I've been challenged in a way um, because I didn't have the nursing degree or things like that, which I'm okay with not having, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, and a lot of times it happens also in home birth settings. Like we have, I have had midwives try to challenge my knowledge and my my expertise in a way, and it's just like we're not we're not here to go against what you're saying. We're just here to inform our clients. We're here to give them all of the information so they're able to make a true informed decision. Mm -hmm. That's why I say it's irregardless of the initials after someone's name. There's a, yes. There is a broad spectrum of how people provi provide care and yeah. where their comfort level is mm -hmm. in, on that spectrum. And some are lined up with much more holistic. Well, mm -hmm. and I don't even want to put it in that way much less inclined to do any invention, interventions that are not indicated yes. from a point of view of both research as well as a point of view of having a non-interventive policy, unless it is yeah. indicated. And then you have those that feel like there's validity to studies that come out and say, you should induce everyone at this point in time because then you're going to eliminate this many bad outcomes. Yeah. And I want to make the point that each of these people is striving to be a conscientious provider. Yes. And each of the, the points along the way, that's why it's so very important to have someone consider who to take as their partners for their care, who yes. to have their, that will uh, have an agreement rather than an adversarial relationship. Yes. So as a doula, you probably have had to navigate both of those types of relationships. 
Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. There's been times where I've had to be the partner <laughs> um, in that situation. And, you know, it's just... I have to remind my clients a lot of times, like I'm here for them. I'm here to work for them um, and not anybody else. Like whatever they need me to do, whatever they need my support in, I will do for them. Mm-hmm. And do you, have you found yourself in a position ever where what they wanted wasn't even necessarily in alignment with what you thought was going to be the best for them, but it is what they wanted? Just curious. Um, it has happened one time and it was something that I really, really didn't agree with and I didn't feel good about myself, but, um, at the same time, I have to remind myself that this is not my experience. This is their experience. And, um, I totally understand taking clients that are within your same belief and kind of what you would believe in but at the same time it's like you have to understand that this is their experience this is their life these are their choices as long as you're giving them all of the information to be able to make those choices then that's all that you can do exactly precisely the responsibility is to be sure that you've done your part in saying well for me i expressed it this way as a provider I want you to know what we know. I want you to know the limitations of what we know. And I want you to have an opportunity to make the choice that fits for you. Because yes. they're the ones that will reap the results of their choices. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it goes well beyond this particular day and time. And yes. that's why it's important that they feel that they're supported to make the very best choices that they can. Given what they know, and what they believe. You know, I worked yep. as a labor and delivery nurse for some time because I wasn't, I'm, I'm a retired nurse midwife. So I worked as a labor and delivery nurse for some time and there would be people that would say, and actually I probably heard it as a nurse midwife as well. They'd say, oh, an epidural is the only way to have a baby. And my heart would sink because yeah. they don't know what they don't know. They don't know yeah. the ecstatic birth that you had. They don't know, they don't know the trade-offs that were occurred. Yes. But I am there to stand by them for having made the choice that was the right choice for them, knowing what yes. they know and where they're at in their experience. Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, that's happened to me too. And it's just like, you know, these are your options, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they don't want to know their options. They're set on the decision that they have, Yeah, and that's well, really all we can do. We're yeah. there to respect their decisions and to support them in whatever they need. Well, absolutely, and it isn't a, there, yes, absolutely, and I've seen, I and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a militant against epidurals. They've been, they've played a yeah. very good part for very many people's births. As a, as a non-consideration, well, what I want to say is to not have information about some of the trade-offs that you get mm-hmm. when you choose an epidural is unconscionable. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's all I would say yeah. to that. But, Absolutely. Um, and, not knowing, and not knowing exactly what is in the epidural, too, because that also 
can play a huge role. <laughs> right. Well, and I think what happened for me, though, because I was in a position where my heart sank, mm -hmm. I realized I was not in the position I needed to be in. I needed to be in a position where I'm rejoicing with my families every time. Every time. Yes. So, again, and that was better, that was a situation that was better accommodated being yeah. a community-based midwife than being a hospital-based midwife. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that, that aligning ourselves with the choices that make our hearts sing is our responsibility. It's just our yes. responsibility. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you did share that experience as being the induction that lasted two days. You were yes. two days away from your own little people that are, mm -hmm. where's my mom, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> that that was both triumphant in that she was able to achieve the birth that she wanted. Yes. Um, and that was avoided an, an unnecessary C-section, another unnecessary C-section. So what has been the, the lightest of heart of experiences that you would like to share? Share Because that had some heaviness to it. It had triumph in it. But what is, the, what is just the most like joyous, lightest heart moment that you've experienced? I mean, I love all of my births that I go to in the tent because I mainly support in home birth settings currently. Mm -hmm. And those bring me so much joy because I love seeing the joy on the parents' faces. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, seeing the partner stepping into the role that their partner needs, that the birthing person, that mom needs, I feel like that brings so much joy to my heart, honestly. It just it, having that partner and having that support and knowing that you can just step to the side and let them do their own thing brings me so much joy because I did my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, I, I love that. That's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful <laughs> yeah. thing. And so far in your agency, I know that you're just in the formation process, but who's part of it now? I have a I have a whole team of doulas, so I have a total currently of ten doulas. What? Um, wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I have some that have been with me from the beginning, and then I have some that are just now coming on. But I have Spanish-speaking doulas. I have Russian and Ukrainian-speaking doulas. I have an Italian-speaking doula. Um, so we're able to serve all of the community around, um, regardless of language. That's what we just want people to feel the support and have the, the compassionate and quality care that we want to bring to, to the community. Mm -hmm. um, and I also am bringing on childbirth educator instructors, um, newborn care specialists, photographers for birth photography, maternity, and all of that. Um, and then I personally do placenta encapsulation and birth tub rentals and meal prep. So. That's all we have. <laughs> oh, good heavens. How in the world, my dear, can you do meal prep, tub prep, tub, tub and placenta, and doulaing yourself, and being a student? I mean, I am blown away. How do you do all this? <laughs> and the mother and of being four. A mom of four. <laughs> and I just wanted to say, and by the way, in the background, four <laughs> other people. Now, you have, yeah. a, you, you, you have a husband? 
I have a or husband. Or a partner. He, I don't mean to indicate that it had to be a husband. Okay. Yeah. He he go he likes to go by husband, so it's okay. okay. Let's let's do that. So you have a husband at the helm and anybody that I know whose woman has become a midwife and they're supporting her is an amazing man or pay, amazing partner. Man or yes. male or female. So I yes. want you to be sure to give that man a hug from me. I want you oh, to be sure. My rock. <laughs> yes. He is my rock. He now is a stay-at-home parent. So mm -hmm. I'm able to follow my dreams and follow my passion in life. And so he stays home with the kids, so I'm able to do all of this. Awesome. And it's just made such a difference. And I think it has made him a lot happier, too, because he sees me flourishing in what I love to do. And, you know, he gets to spend time with our kids. We have um, ages seven to two years old in our, in our home. Seven, six, four, and two are the ages that we have. And so I understand from the side point, like, kids are a lot of work. So I was a stay-at-home mom for five years before this. And now having him do it, I understand and I see the struggles and I try to step in when I feel like he needs it. And I think that really does help a lot in our dynamic. Our dynamic just works. <laughs> yeah, having that supportive husband or partner, it makes a world of a difference in your life. Oh, absolutely. The work is the work is beautiful, but the work is demanding. And there's no it's other way to say it. It it, yes. it really is. Particularly yes. when you are dedicated as you were, I am the doula. I will be here. Two and a half yes. days, I will be here. That's that's yes. that's what I signed up to do. And that's yes. what I do. Now, exactly. there can be uh, times when when we do switch who's there because mm -hmm. of actual, what, whether you want to call it physical exhaustion or mentally, or you honestly need somebody that's refreshed to be able yeah. to be effective. That does happen. I mean, it does. Yeah. Ha has that happened in your agency? I, I mean... It hasn't happened yet, and it hasn't happened yet for me, uh -huh. um, but I do see it happen often. Right. I think with me, as long as I can get some rest in between, I'm mm. good and refreshed. And it's been so hard, though, through these times that we have all been trying to navigate through all of the restrictions that have been happening. They're, they haven't really been letting switch outs, and it's been rough oh, for some of the people. Oh, right. That's what um, you were speaking to. Yeah, and so it... <laughs> I totally understand how exhausting it can be. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been there for two days straight. I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if, as long as you rest, recharge, nourish your body as it needs to be nourished, mm -hmm. um, you can come back with a fresh mindset. That's great. Yeah, you take care it. of yourself so you can take care of others. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yes. That is that is wonderful. It must be that that is the orientation of the doulas that are in your practice together then that's where yeah. you all have taken that on is this is this this is the commitment that we're making yes yeah. yes um it is we the whole point of me creating this agency is to create that sisterhood of backups reliable backups that are needed because you know having to find somebody last minute has been so hard in this line of work and so I kind of wanted to create, it, create something for the doulas to have that last-minute backup if we needed with somebody that they already know and yes. have a reliable connection with. Um, and so that's kind of the 
part of the mission on the doula side because I want my doulas to be taken care of. I want my team to understand that they have a team behind them if needed. Now, what is the mechanism for having this business generate income? Um, so can you clarify that? Well, yeah. I mean, it's just a question mark in my mind because the rate of reimbursement for, um, for doulas is not monumental, <laughs> particularly when you're looking at is uh, midwives are definitely not paid well, you know, for the yeah. work that they do. If you're going to figure it out hour for hour, but in your agency, is there um, are is are the 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 midwives billing out individually, or are you collectively billing out for the services at the agency? That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, we will be billing out for the agency. So the agency is going to be handling the payments from clients, and then we will be paying the doulas in that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, doulas will be subcontracted through the agency. Okay. That's what I was curious about. And then yeah. is there uh, um, insurance involved with with reimbursement or there is not? Well, right now Medicaid does not reimburse or pay for a doula. So we're not medical at all. So we don't have that um, Medicaid reimbursement. But honestly, I don't think that in this line of work, I want to take that because I feel like we would be restricted in how we are able to support our clients. Right. And then how do you handle, I presume that you're, you're also committed to serving all levels of income, people that have all levels of income or tell me, tell me how this works. You know, you just have people that, that the, the way that they engage the services is they pay out of pocket. That's yeah. So they'll be paying out of pocket and we will be offering payment plans if needed. Um, so we won't be offering a sliding scale just because it's, a demanding job and um, me having to pay out subcontracted doulas, it would be a little bit harder to kind of do the sliding scale. Um, but payment plans will, we will have in place for that as well. And um, they, there's payment plans available to make it affordable for people uh, who are wanting the services of a doula. Yes. So they'll have the services of the doula, but also have like, know that they'll have a team behind them if something happens and their doula can't make it. So I think that is huge in itself because when you hire a doula outside and that doula can't make it because life, you know, kids get sick, you know, things like that happen in life or, you know, things happen so they won't have a backup but they'll have to find a backup last minute and it'd be something that you don't know. Within the agency, if we have a backup in my doula's know that they won't make it to that birth, I kind of want to have that connection beforehand just in case they can't make it to the birth and have like a backup assigned already. So what you do is uh, kind of have people that are consumers meet more than one of the midwives in the, in the, in the group? One of the doulas. Uh, doulas, yes. yes, sorry. Yes. Midwife. So <laughs> what is, it's going to be personalized care. So I'm going to be you know, having a complimentary consultation with each client and going through their needs and seeing which doula is going to fit those needs because we all have our own specialties, our own niches, and um, find the doula that's going to fit them. But my doulas are aware that if they know that they may not make it to a birth, they have to 
acquire a backup within the agency and have that client meet that backup just in case it's needed. So, so they already have that face connection. Good. So you essentially have dyads. You have two two that might enter in relate with the family. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's great. So they'll always have somebody from the agency. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's great. And how long I'm tell me again how long you have been in existence as this as the agency. The agency is still new. It's I'm hoping to launch it by next week or yeah, by next week. To fully launch it. Um, Congratulations. But, it takes a lot to get to this point. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get to the point where we can have an actual space for the classes. But right now, everything's going to be virtual. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Until then, yeah, but until then, um, we'll have everything virtual, like classes, and maybe do in-person in, in the home or maybe rent out a space, but my plan is to have an actual location for doulas to have a, a place to meet their clients and to have the classes there and trainings and eventually have like doula, doula trainings myself. So just so that I'm clear on this, are the, uh, when the, when someone contracts with your agency, are they contracting for both childbirth education and doula or is they can just kind of pick and choose according to their needs? Yes, they can pick and choose according to their needs. We'll have a list of services and the price range for each one, and they can just pick and choose. So we have a select instructor for each one, so it will be the same instructor each time. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. Oh, that is that is wonderful. And, and while you're doing it online, is can you tell me the geographic area that you are serving with your agency? So we're serving all of Western Washington right now because we still do in person. We do the birth support in person. We do um, prenatals in person. It's just our classes would be virtual. Um, so all of Western Washington from, I think it's uh, from Olympia all the way up to Snohomish County. Olympia to Snohomish, okay. Awesome. Yeah. And so now are the, are the, doulas in the agency living in various geographic areas yeah. oh that's why okay so. yeah so i want to make it within their range their uh -huh. travel range uh -huh. so. uh -huh. yeah oh, that's great that's great and then how are you getting the word out about this what's your what is the big you know how how are people going to know this besides well i have um some things in the works like certain vendor events that are coming up that we will be attending um i have my business on google maps i'm working on the website so once i'm able once i get ready to launch my website will be launched with it um and word of mouth That's i have powerful. a lot of connection to local midwives i have a lot of connections to local doulas and other services around here and chiropractic offices and it's just having those connections and networking has really been such a positive thing for me for sure how many midwives collectively are you all working with? Do you know about? For me personally, there's about four that mm -hmm. I that I work with. Well, if I count each midwife, it's technically about six or seven because mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> they're all in teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like actual businesses, it's about four in my area from Seattle 
to Enoclaw to Tacoma and Puyallup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And then my doulas probably have other connections in their areas as well. Of course. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. You know, they, they would as well. That yeah. That is great. That is great. Goodness. This has been an effort that has really, how long have you been working to make this happen? Let's not undermine that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the idea has been in my head since the middle of last year. Okay. Because I, kind of when I started getting really busy as a doula, and I was like, well, I need help. Yeah. I need somebody that I can rely on to be my backup. Um, and it just never really happened. And so I was like, you know what? What if I create this agency? And that's kind of where it started. And I think about two months ago, my my schedule just got so filled that I really needed to push for this agency mm -hmm. um, because I was working at a birth center at the time and really needed to kind of like get that out there. And so I just, it just kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it came out of nowhere <laughs> because it all happened so fast for me, but I'm going with the flow and I'm enjoying every moment of it. Yay, that's wonderful. Do you have like regular meetings? Uh, yes. So we actually have, I want to have regular meetings with my doula team and anybody that's going to be within the agency once a month. So we can kind of regroup, see what we're needing, um, seeing what each doula needs. If they need a little bit more education, we need a little bit more knowledge on something, we can kind of collaborate on that. Um, and just if they need somebody to talk to, because birth is hard, even for birth workers, and have that time and space and give them that, that moment for them as well. To have the support that they need <laughs> and then i heard it, you also mentioning that perhaps you would even have doula training is that yes that's mm -hmm. in the work so it's going to be an agency and an academy for doula trainings and like birth doula training postpartum doula training trauma-informed training um trauma-informed is something that's really important to me and i feel like that's something that i would like to have within the agency for doulas for sure yeah Okay, so now I just found out a little bit more of your dream, and that was that it's not just an agency, it's also an academy. Yes. <laughs> that was like yes. a dream revealed here. Yes, you're moving <laughs> on to that. Where do you see this all, like, let's say five years from now? I see it in multiple locations, I'm honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I see me building and expanding it in multiple locations and and bringing awareness all around um, and then training doulas to be um, more informed in this in this realm too. I feel like there's a lot of misinformation going on in my opinion and I, I just want to bring a lot of clarity to it. Can you give me an example of what you're, you know, what, what you're speaking of? Uh, the misinformation part? Yes. 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 So I've heard from different organizations and different doulas that their organization has told them not to advocate for their clients. Um, yes. And I feel like that's something that's very misinformed because that's exactly what we are as doulas to be an advocate for our clients. And especially in like moments of, previous traumas in that moment these clients are very vulnerable and are not able to advocate for themselves and just need somebody to 
step in for their needs and to advocate for them, whether it's the partner or the doula. And I feel like that's kind of where my mindset is when it comes to the academy. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that there is also a trend where there are some hospitals in our area, I'm not exactly sure how many, that hire doulas and that have doulas that are hired. Yes, but they're within their programs, within their their hospitals. Um, And I feel like it's just for their whenever a client needs a doula in that moment and not really somebody that they have built a connection with. That there's a very different relationship that we're talking about it, here. Yeah. That you yeah. can have with someone that has been supplied versus someone that has. So are all the hospitals and birth centers open to the, to the doulas in your agency? Is it all open campuses, so to speak? Um, Yes, I, I believe all of them are. I haven't really, I've heard a couple are, but they're starting to like really switch back open. Um, so I feel like here it's really more open in the birth centers and the hospitals in my area, mm-hmm. um, especially in, in the Tacoma and Seattle areas. Mm-hmm. And that's where you live is in the Tacoma area? Yeah, I live between Tacoma and Seattle in Federal Way. Uh-huh. And that's kind of where the agency would be based out of is is Federal Way because we're kind of in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Boy, ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> that is so great. What is the volume of family per doula? Or is the, it just varies on the doula's uh, both availability and and time or is there a certain volume that the agency is already prepared to handle or yeah so um because we have as many doulas as we have we can take on as many clients as um two per month per doula okay so mm-hmm. that yeah that's so kind that's of 20. how i kind of structure it yeah 20 20 per month about oh. 20 per month, yes, yeah. is how much oh, we can okay. really take on. Well, a little bit more because me being a doula, um, I'm, as the, the founder and the CEO of it, I'm going to kind of take a step back into birth work just so I can be that last-minute backup if my doulas need. Um, so we can take on a little bit more if we needed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's leeway. There's leeway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you were going to build a brick-and-mortar house, a, a location... Where do you do you think where do you think this would live? Probably here in Federal Way mm-hmm. because it's in the middle between Tacoma, Olympia, mm-hmm. Seattle, all of that. So I feel like here is the is such a great middle place for everybody to meet. That would be the hub. Yeah. 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 Would be. Now, do, yes. are are you uh, like an LLC or you know yes. you formed you are a limited liability corporation right that's what that says for llc good yeah so you're not um you're not a non-profit organization but you're not a non-profit good well yeah wow and now tell me where are you a student of midwifery um currently i'm taking an online course with matrona um i don't know if you've heard of them but it's 
I really, really loved it. I love their um, mission and their kind of their mindset on it, on birth. Um, it's more of a holistic approach to birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kind of am a student within the midwives that I have connection with. They kind of mentor me in a way. So you're you're almost in an apprentice. As you yes. generate, this is a pathway of an apprentice, so to speak. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I was I was in a preceptorship with a, the birth a local birth center here, but some personal things happened in my life where I just needed to take a step back, mm-hmm. and it kind of pushed me into creating the agency a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. So, right now I'm just taking a step back from the apprentice part of midwifery (laughs) and I'm just learning you know more of the knowledge and education around it first right right well that's you know that's a it's a great way to grow you know kind of organically if you would you know it works it can work very well and it would be very hard under your current situation to be in a structured formal setting I would imagine Mm -hmm. that's yeah yay well great well, I know that I, it's important to me that you have been able to bring forward any of the reasons that you wanted to be here today. So I want to give you that opportunity. What haven't I, we touched on that you really want to be sure that people take go home with? I feel like we've touched on a, like a lot that I wanted to talk about because we really went for it. <laughs> yes, we do. We don't mess around. <laughs> yeah. So I just... You know, I feel like just ask questions is something that's huge for me. Like, if you don't understand what a doula is, I am all about answering questions on what we do here at the agency or even as a doula in general. Um, if I feel like what I would want to say is if you don't know what a doula is and you're interested, definitely reach out to any doula that you can find and ask questions. Um, and then if you can't find any other doulas in your area, just call me. <laughs> Well, I think that, that we do want to definitely give them some guidelines on how they're going to connect with you. What does that look like? How do you want yeah. people to reach you? <laughs> well, right now I don't have my website up yet, but when it's up, it's going to be tabirth.com. And then uh, you can email me at info at tabirth.com. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's important because how else are we going to get that information to you? There is, yeah. uh, and and I heard that you have a complimentary uh, consultation in the beginning with everyone that is is yeah. coming to get to explore the possibility, and that, yeah. so that is a wonderful thing. Uh, finding yeah. a fit is important. It is. It's very important. And I will say it's very important to ask the important questions to your doulas or even your midwives to know if they'll fit your needs. So can you give us, for those listening, what would be some of those core questions that you really would want people to be armed with when they're going to be looking for finding that fit? What would be some of those questions you would like to share? Well, I think that is really hard to really say. I think you have to like know exactly what you're wanting mm-hmm. for your birth and your desires and kind of see if they align with those beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just ask like certain questions like, what would you do in this situation if it's something that's very important to you? Because it it's every question is gonna be based on what you're wanting. It's gonna be different per person. 
Do you serve a lot of first-time uh, first-time families or more more people that already have babies? <laughs> or both? I, I do a combination of yeah. both. I've yeah. done it all. I've done first-time families, families that have six kids. I've kind of done it all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't limit my support. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. I was kind of just bringing that up because one of the things that can be challenging is you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and for sometimes first time parents, it's like, you know, how, how, where do you begin with, with how do you begin to discover what it is that is important to you or, or that is even a question? I think that, you know, yeah. square one. I think, is, go ahead. yeah, I think having a doula from the beginning can help you find those questions when you're interviewing midwives honestly I think the first to me I think having a doula from the beginning is going to be very beneficial in finding the, a midwife that's going to fit your needs and that brings up a, a question when you are in when they are engaging your services what is the duration of time that they are engaging your services for so for me personally it's going to be different per doula but for me personally um, it's throughout their whole pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, I go on call at 37 weeks up until baby comes because we know babies don't always make it on their due date. <laughs> um, and so I'll stay up to two hours until after baby's born. And then they get two postpartum visits with me just to check in and see how they're doing. So they first meet with you at, at where? They first meet with me through the consultation, so that's complimentary. And then I give three prenatals, okay. um, so we meet throughout three times throughout the pregnancy. And then birth happens. I'm there for birth the entire time. Um, I stay two hours after baby's born, and then they get two postpartum well visits with me to just mm -hmm. check in, see how they're doing. And for this, for that care, there's one flat fee. Yes. So there's one flat fee for that care, and then um, some doulas, such as myself, also offer different packages. Right. Like if you're going to get the uh, placenta encapsulation or something encapsulation. like that. I also mm -hmm. offer um, like dad-to-dad -dad partner chat mm -hmm. um, with my husband, since he's kind of been through all four different experiences. <laughs> yeah. um, he kind of gives his point of view on how to support um, your partner through their birth journey. That's an exciting service. That's not what I've yeah. heard a lot of uh, advertisement for, and I think that's really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So we know where we know where to find you. We, golly, we know that you have ten doulas. You can take twenty or more families and serve yeah. them well. They can get a free consultation, and that's at your. Tell me, tell us the address again, please. Um, I don't have an address yet. No, I don't mean so, physical address. I mean, tell them, tell us how to, what your email is to get a hold of you. Oh, yes. Um, so the website is going to be tabirth.com and email is info at tabirth.com. Very good. Now, and this will be activated. Um, they're not activated yet. Next week? Not activated. Not activated yet. We'll be launching next week. Yes. Okay. So we're pretty excited. I am excited for you, and in in between now and then, if there was somebody with a burning issue, is there a phoning a phone number they could call? Because maybe they're yes. further down the road with their pregnancy. <laughs> yes, it's, um, my phone number is 
206-487-4422. And that is the agency, that is the number to the agency. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Yes. We don't want people to listen and get all excited and then have to wait till next week if they can't <laughs> wait. You know, sometimes yes. people want to be in yes, action right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, this is. We been... can actually take on clients starting now because my doulas are ready. Awesome. So even yes. though the website is not rolled out, everybody, you yes. can still call 206 487 4422. And hire yes. a doula today. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Sin. It's been just delightful to visit with you. I wish you well. Uh, yo hablo espanol también. And I'm so <laughs> delighted. I just said that I, I speak Spanish too. And I'm so delighted to have more and more uh, providers that speak in these other languages. Uh, the you, you, Ukraine and Italian and a variety of people to be served. It's important. Yeah. And it's Very important. really it's really important work you're doing. I applaud you for it. Thank you for Thank taking you. your time to be with me. And absolutely when you further down the road, when you get your brick and mortar and you're gonna have an open house or whatever, let's mm -hmm. connect again. Let's get yes, the word out absolutely. there again. Okay. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about my agency and to bring my passion forward. You're so welcome. Have a have a great day and a great week in your new you deal. Too. Okay, take thank care. You. All right. Bye bye. Well, another special thank you to Sin Garcia. Uh, so excited for the beginning of this new agency and all the work that she's up to. A special thank you to the producer of our program, the love of my life, Terry Spring. Special thank you to the one responsible for composing the music that we use at the opening and the closing. It's a joy to have this program and I hope that it's one that you are enjoying as well. Please feel free to drop a line and respond on the social media, and reach out and let me know what it is that you'd like to hear. Next week, we're going to have an encore presentation with Ceci Cordoba. She was, is going to talk all about the wonderful body work that she does right in the university district. You won't want to miss this episode. It is a re-airing as she originally had this a couple weeks ago, but we wanted to make sure that everyone had a chance to listen to the wonderful presentation. Take care, everyone, and we'll catch you in the air next week. Same time, same place, 11 a.m. Sundays, right here, 104.9 FM or valley1049.org.